Have you ever stumbled across somebody else's journal or diary and wanted so badly to read what secrets were hidden inside? Welcome to So This Is Love. My name is Aaron. And my name is Leslie. And this is episode 12. Episode 12. You know what I realized today? What? I realized why 12 is the magic number. Why is 12 the magic number? Because it means you've been doing it for three months. Is that why? This is this t- this episode marks three months that this podcast has been on. Well, yes and no, because we did two episodes this week. Yeah, but still. <laughs> Technically. The number would, well, yeah, okay, fine. 13 will be three months for us. <laughs> hey, everybody. Um, Leslie, you didn't have such a good day today. No. Did you, Leslie? No, I did not. Why not? Because we're poor. Because we're <laughs> And because you were all alone. And because I was alone today. I love you. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're doing this podcast, right? So yeah. that Leslie and I can spend more time together. Uh-huh. And to kind of relive and, and rehash a lot of the things that we went through mm-hmm. together. But also because it makes us happy. Yeah. So you're gonna read some journals. Yes. And we're gonna try to be happy. <laughs> okay. August twenty first, two thousand seven. John made Chinese lunch for us today, and he also brought a box of fortune cookies. I got two cookies. My first fortune said, let your instincts guide you. And the second one said, the answer you seek will soon arrive. I laughed at the first one, and I changed it to, let the Holy Spirit guide you. And the second one I can relate with this week. I've been praying for a very clear answer to a specific question. I believe that maybe my middle name should have been something that means impatient. After Aaron dropped me off, I came to my room and immediately began a conversation with God that started like this. Father, please make this happen faster. I'm just having such a hard time. It tears me apart inside when we have to say goodbye. I want to hold him and I want him to be able to touch me. And I received an interrupted reply from that still little but powerful voice that said, Leslie, do not awaken love until it is time. So, I write this in tears of frustration and impatience, and I wish I could be like him. He handles it all so well, so much so that I wonder what it is about me that he's even attracted to. He asks how I'm doing, and I say I'm doing good, but I'm dying on the inside. I feel selfish. I am selfish. If this even happens, it's not even about us. It's about the purpose God would have for us as one. I'm wrong, and I need to push past my selfish desires. I need to accept what God has handed me and cherish it and live it out the way he has planned, not the way I want it to be planned. He matches it all on the list. Does that matter? I've heard others say so often, make a list. Pray for specifics. God will bring you the husband you desire. 
They don't tell you you may have to wait forever and a freaking day. I believe that I will give him tomorrow without me. After HSM, I'll hang out with John and Nilda unless he calls to find out what we're going to do. I think he may need a break from me. I mean, sometimes I need a break from me. Our question stuff is over. Kind of sad about it, but don't know if I have any more questions in me. It's almost 11.30. Still no goodnight phone call. I'm going to sleep. God, I need you. I need your strength to get through this. I need you to be as clear as the sky about whether this man is it. Please. I rarely am assured and my heart is long gone. I'm emotional. I feel like I'm on a roller coaster and not because he's led me in any wrong direction, but because my heart is so deceiving. Help me. I need you. I want to feel your love, Lord. Thank you for all the great things you're allowing to happen. Thank you for loving me so much. You want to protect me and my heart. Speak to Aaron's heart. Help him to continue to lead us in whatever your will for our lives are, together or separate as friends. Help us to continue to honor you with our lives. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. August 22nd, 2007. Today was a really weird day. It wasn't a bad day. It wasn't a good day. It was a blah day. I had a lot of work, which was a good thing. Otherwise, my day may have been worse. I fought with my emotions all day. After effects of yesterday, I guess. Twice, my attitude was poochy. Once in the morning after finding out Aaron didn't go to work. And then in the evening after HSM when I was hungry and neither Nilda or John could decide what they wanted for supper. And I was starving. I also found out that the AC at home is broken. So, I'm staying at John and Nilda's tonight. Our conversation today was hard for me. I guess I'm a little disappointed that he called into work half day. It makes me question his want for responsibility and whether he's ready to be in this relationship. I know that we all make bad decisions and I just need to get over it. August 23rd, 2007. Father, I don't know what you're trying to tell me. I need some real clarity. I don't even care if it bites. Just show me what you want. I'm so tired of fighting with my own wants, my own desires. Show me what you want. It's been another one of those eh days for me. I kind of just stayed distant. It's the only thing I know to do. He was acknowledged. We shared a few smiles. I took his early goodnight phone call without complaining. Well, I complained to you. Lord, Help me control these ridiculous emotions. I feel like I've been riding a roller coaster all week and I'm having a hard time getting off. I need you, your strength, your power, your patience. I need to feel your love. That's the only thing that's going to make all this better. I'm trying not to be the needy girlfriend. I'm trying not to fight for control in this relationship. That's his responsibility. I don't want to be dragged along kicking and screaming. I want this to work out. Of course, only if it's what you want. Help me to have self-control. Change me, Lord. Change my heart. Change my attitude. Please continue to work in me and change me. I opened my Bible to Romans 12.9. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. I just need to know you haven't given up on this brat, Lord. I don't think he has. He said he'd tell me if that changed. I pray that you will help me protect my heart, even if that means spending less time together. 
whatever I need to do because you are who I love most. Protect us. Continue to grow Aaron. It's been so amazing to see all you're teaching him. I want to be what he needs, Lord. I know you know my desires and my heart. Speak to his heart. Show him your will, even if I'm not going to be a part of it. I pray all these things humbly and with such gratefulness for my salvation. In your son Jesus Christ's name, amen. August 24th, 2007, 4.20 p.m. I keep thinking about that verse I read yesterday, and the part that keeps sticking out is, be devoted to one another in brotherly love. When I think of brotherly love, I think of John, and how I try to treat him, with respect. That's how I need to treat Aaron, with respect. So, that is what I ask you, Lord, help me to treat Aaron with the utmost respect, even when times are hard or frustrating. 11.30 p.m. We had dinner with John and Nilda and some other friends. It was fun. Aaron and I talked before he left. I got to ask his forgiveness regarding my behavior this past week, and he did the same. He did, however, mention something that upset me. He said that we've been walking a fine line with our touching. I got upset, but accepted it. I mean, we really don't touch already. I can't imagine it being any less. I guess I'm selfish to cry about it. I don't even know. My friend Audrey made a great point about me being able to do it for almost five years, the no intimacy thing. But not really, because before Aaron and I even got together, we touched a whole lot, a whole lot more. Now those actions have been taken from me. I'm accepting it, and I will be content through my Lord, my God, my Savior who knows what's best for me. I can't guarantee I'll like it. I did realize I need to set some guidelines of my own, I'm going to start spending less time with him. I'll give him Tuesdays, Thursday evenings with John and Nilda, Friday with John and Nilda, and of course Sunday. But I'm going home early. My phone call time with him is going to get shorter on my end as well. I need to spend more time with my girlfriends. The less time with me, the less I have to worry about all of our stinking boundaries. Maybe then the time I do get with him will mean more to the both of us. I need more time with my girlfriends. If he wants more time, he can ask for it, and then I'll make the decision after I've talked with God about it. I don't know how else to guard my heart except spend less time with him. I love him. It kills me that I even have to think about this, but how else am I supposed to deal? More time with my girlfriends, more time with God, more time for me. He'll have tons of time to figure out whether he wants to spend long term with me or not. Father, protect us. Speak to our hearts over the next few weeks. Show us if this is your will. Help us get through these rough times and to live obediently in your will and not ours. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Okay. <laughs> so apparently these, uh, I wasn't having a good day in these journal entries either. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. I actually wrote down the uh, uh, on my notes. It was a, a series of eh days. <laughs> Blah. Blah. Uh, okay, so the first one, you, you talked about fortune cookies. Mm-hmm. Why did you say that your middle name should be impatient? Well, because then I, I put that in the next line, like how I got home and I started my, my conversation with God was, uh, can you make this happen faster, please? and and i wrote that you were crying tears of impatience and not for the last time no no 
Unfortunately not. Unfortunately not. Not for the last time did you cry (laughs) tears of impatience. No. (laughs) I cried a lot out of impatience and frustration during our courtship. This will be a recurring theme. (laughs) Everybody, I hope hope you can learn something from... Well, you know what? And and I hope that people can get something out of it because it's normal. Yeah. Like, I remember, and even as I was reading through it tonight, like... God, I remember thinking, like, I am the most terrible person. Well, you heard me. <laughs> no, you're like, not. I know, but I said, like, I'm so selfish. Like, I'm such a terrible person, you know? But it's normal to feel that way. It is. It's so normal. And, and so you're normal if you feel yeah, that way. You are. but And especially for women. Yeah. Right? I don't know how many conversations we've had with people where we end up saying, you know, women, when they meet a boy or they meet a man, um... You know, after a week, they're planning their their wedding, you know, their dress, like, because they've been doing this for most of their lives, you know, not all women, obviously, but, but a lot of women kind of like have that fantasy of, oh, my wedding is going to be like this and my house is going to be like that and my house is going to be so nice. And they've been waiting for Prince Charming for a while. Yeah. And all they need is a man to show up so that they could, you know, execute, execute the plan. (laughs) Um, and not that that and that's normal. Yeah, but that's a healthy it, thing. It's I don't know if it's healthy. It's normal. Yeah, but it's also that I think it's that sneaky way that the enemy keeps us from guarding our heart mm-hmm. because it's not bad to have those those exciting things and you know like planned out in your mind like yeah. oh my dress is gonna look like this and <laughs> I want my house to look like this yes. And, you know, like I want, I want this kind of husband. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. That's healthy. Yeah. But I think it's when we think too far into it, mm-hmm. when we get in a relationship, that it becomes unhealthy. But you were you. I think you did a really good job of it, um, reeling yourself back, like acknowledging <laughs> that you were getting ahead of yourself. Yeah. Acknowledging and admitting that you had some, you know, impatient tendencies that were really kicking your butt. Yeah. Right, and you didn't just write it down to your journal in your journal to God. Like you, you talked to other people about it also. Yeah, I talked with my with our sponsor about it. With yeah, my, with a female counterpart of our a sponsor. female counterpart. <laughs> um, and that's that's really good, you know, because I had I had John. Um, I obviously knew that you were being like this, mm-hmm. right? And so on my part, I'm like, well, how do I deal with that? Uh Oh, yeah, we're touching too much. But we weren't. <laughs> you were just making things up. No, no, I wasn't making it up. But I I knew the job that I had to do mm. in protecting us right. in our relationship, uh-huh. my heart and your heart. But we weren't touching, like, at we all. We were. No, we weren't. We were. I remember, like, when you wrote, when you wrote that in your <laughs> journal entry, and I was like, yeah, because I think I felt like, well, I need to give her something. And and that was one of the easiest things to do is be a little bit more physical, um, and not even in a big way because we weren't hugging, we weren't holding hands, um, but we had started to do a little bit more of that like, like hand touching thing when you're passing the person like a fork or a napkin, and um, they were just little little things that we had done before, um, even before we started dating. I don't remember that. I do. Day. I do. And, and I knew that, like, saying something about it wasn't going to make you feel any better. Mm. But 
letting that get out of hand wasn't going to make anything any better. Mm-hmm. And that was like my job. Mm-hmm. And I took it seriously. Apparently. I did. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's what the guy is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You know, he's supposed to make those decisions. He's supposed to protect his heart and the woman's heart. You know, that's, that's your responsibility. That's what I was taught. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what I tell the guys who are like single now and like, want to get married someday yeah. and and it's good advice and and i wasn't perfect at it but i i thought I'd do. i just think it's so confusing like because that's what it was for me like mm-hmm. it was confusing you know and i know like i mean as we're going through this journal like we're talking about things that like we haven't talked about like i'm getting a little bit upset about it right now <laughs> <laughs> but like it wasn't fair in that because it was confusing what was confusing well i mean we went from one thing to like another. And so without an explanation, like that's hard, mm-hmm. you know, your explanation to me was, well, I just need to back off because we're touching too much. And I'm like, where are we touching? Like, I don't, I'm, I'm not touching you, you know, <laughs> but like, so now when I look at it, I'm like, yeah. did you just like, were you just making something up? No, like, I wasn't making anything up. <laughs> okay. We were touching again. I don't remember, but okay. I remember, and I wouldn't have, like, when it comes down to it, I'm not, I mean, I don't play games, mm. right? I wasn't going to say something that wasn't actually happening. Yeah. I wasn't going to put a stop to something that wasn't actually well, happening. Well, I don't know about that, but whatever. Uh, what do you mean, whatever? <laughs> That's a terrible thing to say. Don't ever, ever. And you're the one who told me that. You're the one who taught me that. I can't believe that you're saying it. Should we just delete this part? No. <laughs> Everybody's going to get to hear it. Okay. Uh, you also said um, you had a poochy attitude. Uh-huh. What does that mean? Like a stinky attitude. Like a stinky? Yeah. Like a stinky attitude. Like my attitude was stinking. <laughs> <laughs> and is that where um, we got the phrase poochy head? Yes. You- because you called me a poochy head once. I did. The first time. Uh-huh. And I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> You're acting stinky. And so now, like, it's become a thing yeah. that we say when one of us is being Poochie. difficult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I don't... There used to be this little dog called Poochie. And I don't know if what? you remember it. Yeah. And it was, like, this little dog with, like, pink ears. On TV or and something? And a pink spot. Maybe on her eye. It was a cartoon. And her name was Poochie. And there was also a girl that we used to take to school when I was little, and she was older. But her, I was friends with her brother. But her name was Poochie. No. Yes. That's <laughs> that's what that's, we called her anyway. Oh man. <laughs> and I think it was because of the little dog. I'm gonna have to find a picture of it for you. So you can I see went, that dog. I mean, plenty of kids had nicknames when I was <laughs> in school, but none of them had the nickname of Poochie. Like there was one girl that we called Pulga. Oh, that's terrible. And because she was really small, you oh, know, okay. but like, like a little she, flea. Yeah. But she made herself known, uh-huh. you know, so it was, I don't know where the nickname came from. There was another guy in high school whose nickname was Porter. Um, and we called him Porter because his freshman year, he went to school at Porter High School. <laughs> and then the next year he transferred over to our school. Oh, okay. And so he was just Porter. Oh, okay. And, you know, there's no rhyme or reason. Yeah. Uh, kids are weird. So you had a series of ant days. Um, what did you mean when you were asking God for self-control? Is that something like what we've talked about already with with the uh, 
being impatient? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Why did why do you think that was like a self control thing? Because I don't know. I don't even know. Like I mean, I wrote it down. You did. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> did, were you were you talking about like the only thing I can think of is. You're asking for self-control in the way that you were acting because of your feelings. Well, yeah. Well, and I think that's something that I said. Like, my heart was deceiving, and I knew that. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's something I tell people all the time. Like, the heart is the most deceiving part of us. And, you know, you and I just had this conversation tonight about feelings. Yes. And you asked me, do feelings dictate reality? No. No, they don't. No. You know, and that's not something we always remember when we're all feely. Yeah. You know, and that's not to say that, that that feelings aren't real. Right. That feelings need to be ignored. Right. When it, like, feelings are our feelings. It's it's our body and our hearts telling us, like, there's something wrong or there's something right. Right. Um, but just because we feel a certain way. Doesn't mean it's true. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's true. And it doesn't mean that um, another person or something is, is um, wrong. Or wrong for you, or doing something bad, right? Or thinking something. But bad. I think that's why I wrote it, just because, like, I mean, obviously, I and I said it in my journal is that I just felt like I was on an emotional roller coaster those days, like mm-hmm. up and down and up and down, and it was terrible. I hate being a girl sometimes. I love that you're a girl. <laughs> well, I'm glad, <laughs> but we're just super emotional. We're very emotional creatures, and I know God made us that way, but. It's hard to be. There, there's something that you wrote uh-huh. in your journal, uh-huh. and since we've been married, I don't even know like if if it started before we got married. Uh-huh. Um, like for instance, when when we got engaged, uh-huh. um, I don't I don't remember the first time that that you asked me or that you made a comment like that. Uh-huh. Um, but. Quite often, after we've been married, it's it's something that, that you've asked me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, I'm not, like, blown away by it every time it comes up. But I'm, I'm just like, what do you mean? Uh, and, and you asked in, in the journal, like, why would I want to be with you, uh-huh. basically. Yeah. Um, and then I think almost every time we have an argument or every time we, like, not every time we have a fight, but it, it crops up. Mostly in those times, mm-hmm. right? Like, why would I want to be married to you? Um, or, and, and when you wrote it down, you said, you know, like, he's just going to give up on me or, or that I would just give up on you. And it's been, like, almost 10 years. Not as long, almost nine years. No. Yeah. This, this is going to be our ninth year of marriage and we were dating for oh, yeah, 11, 11 months, months before, before that. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I haven't given up on you. And I'm never going to give up on you. Okay. I love you. I love you too. I'm not going anywhere. Okay. Right? Yes. So I've said it for the whole world. (laughs) Now everybody knows. Okay. You journaled twice on the last entry. Yes. What was that all about? I was probably feeling. I mean, there was a timestamp of like 4.20 and then right before bed, 11.30. At 11.30. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then you wrote something. You said that I love him. Mm-hmm. So you knew that he loved me already. Yeah. And was this like a, 
the first time you wrote it? I mean, obviously it was the first time you wrote it because you haven't said it before. Um, it's probably one of the first times I acknowledged it out loud. Mm-hmm. And when I say out loud, like on paper, <laughs> you know. Um, but it was still so new. And you like, weren't sure. Right. But you still said it. Yeah, I wrote it down. Just to, like, test how it felt. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I loved you. I mean, you were my best friend. You're st- I mean, mm-hmm. you are my best friend. But you were my best friend at the time, so. Yeah. I loved you. Um, was it the way I love you now? No. Like the way a woman loves a man. <laughs> the way a hero loves a heroine. <laughs> mm-hmm. The way I've never loved anybody before in my life. Um, what? Well, no, I'm sorry. It was a line from um, a Jane Austen book. Uh, man. Yes, he reads Jane Austen. <sighs> Mansfield Park. Yes. That's from Mansfield Park. There was also a movie. Mm. That, and the movie was in the same, but I still enjoyed it. Um, and that, that at the end where Ed, Edward or Edmund or whatever is telling Danny that he loves her. And she's like, oh, I love you too. Like, of course, duh. <laughs> and he's like, no, not the way like a brother loves a sister, but the way a man loves a woman, the way a hero loves a heroine. Um, and so is that what you're talking about? Like, yeah, you, you like, you love me in like the way a brother loves a sister. And maybe yeah. you're not sure in the way. No, but see, the thing is that I knew I cared about you. I already knew. I mean, the, the, uh, Journal entries before, like, I I mean, I was very bold. And yes. I said, like, yes. the you're, next time you read this, I mean, whenever read you read this, this you're going to read this someday and you're going to be my husband, yeah. you know? I mean, I just, I, I know I got ahead of myself a lot of, it, I'm a girl, was, you know, That's got ahead of do. myself a lot. Um, and I wrote, and but that was a great thing about having a journal is that no one read it. No. Well, I did. Well, later. Later, <laughs> after we got married, but it was. What I was feeling, what I was thinking. Yeah. It was the way that I processed, you know, mm-hmm. I put it down on paper. So. Cool. Mm-hmm. Episode 12 is done. Episode 12 is done. It's probably one of the most emotional <laughs> episodes for us. <laughs> and it, and like last week, also yeah. when we were doing the questions on the bonus line. Tears. Yeah, when you were reading the, the songs that your that my mom, mom sent me to sleep. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, and that that's the thing. Like somebody uh, actually reviewed us on iTunes. Yeah. And they were like, I don't know how Aaron convinced Leslie to do this deeply personal <laughs> podcast with her your like secret heart of heart journal things. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess that's kind of expected. Yeah. And we should get ready for more. No. Cut. Well, I mean. I want to be happy and jumping <laughs> for joy all the time. And, you know, I listen to all these other podcasts and people are always so happy. But you know what? Uh, I have been listening to a podcast lately and I'm going to and I'm gonna mention it. Girls Gone Wad. Girls Gone Wad. And I love these girls. Like, I've listened to probably like 10 or 15 episodes already. And I just want to be friends with them because yeah. they're like real. Yeah. And one of them, I think she's either a psychologist or a counselor. I'm not sure. But anyway, like, I just love them. 
Well, I've been listening to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure, uh-huh. and it's about their journey through IVF, trying to have kids, spending $20,000 around. Uh, and they're already like in the part that I'm on that they're on our second round so it's like forty thousand dollars in um, and still no baby <sighs> right but like this is the real stuff yeah these are the real things and yeah. this is you know real life things. real things are good real things are good that's really good we love you guys thanks for listening to us um, remember that you can find us on iTunes yes on uh, Google Play and Stitcher yes. you can email us at so this is love at yahoo.com, at yahoo.com. Okay. if you have any questions you want to ask us any questions um, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter and Twitter Facebook uh, so this is love podcast and Twitter so this is love Ten. Alright, well, everybody, we uh, hope you have a good one, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye.